Welcome to the Essential Artistry Podcast, exploring erotic awakenings and liberated love. I'm your host, Luna Agnea, Essential Arts and Intimacy Facilitator, Relationship Coach, Tantrika, and Artist with a Passion for the Path of Liberation Through Love. In this podcast, you will receive first-hand stories of sacred erotic awakenings, transformational experiences, and love that goes beyond limits. This podcast is here to inspire, educate, and awaken your own sensual artists. Because when you liberate your eros, you liberate your life. Welcome to this week's episode. I'm grateful to have Lucy Lampe here uh, to join me for a really interesting kind of different conversation as far as like sacred sexuality and liberated love goes. So Lucy, would you like to introduce yourself a little bit first? Yeah. I am uh, Lucy and I'm based out of San Diego, San Diego area in California. Um, and I live here with my husband and our four kids. And uh, I am a sex and relationship coach, and I also work very deeply within the wild feminine embodiment space. Um, And yeah, all things related to sacred union and the sexual liberation, erotic liberation, healing journey. Um, And I'm excited to dive into this particular little, you know, niche of that conversation. (laughs) Yeah. So I, yeah, I found Lucy on Instagram, like a lot of us find each other and was just kind of like vibing with so much that you were posting. And um, yeah, they're just one of those people where I just found myself as like, oh, wow, you put that so well. And uh, really liking your content. And then, yeah, I saw at some point you were sharing a story about uh, that with your long term partner, your husband, that there was a period of time where there was some like chronic illness and mental health struggles and stuff going on and that you were taking a caretaker role in the relationship and I'd really been wanting to have um, a podcast and talk a little bit about chronic illness and disability and caretaker dynamics and relationships because it's something that's just like not talked about and it's one of the hardest things that you'll ever go through as a couple and it can really make or break a relationship Um, so yeah do you want to just speak a little bit about what happened in your relationship or what that situation was yeah. Oh my gosh. There's so much, um, the condensed version <laughs> of what, how all of this began really, this was really the big catalyst into our spiritual journey and the healing and going into, you know, all our, our wounded inner child and, and all of that. Um, it was when my husband, uh, started to have these pains in his body that weren't going away and he wasn't sure what it was nobody could figure it out the doctors couldn't figure it out the va would send him all over to different specialists and nobody knew what it was and um so for about a period of two and a half years he he um got pretty disabled from doing day-to-day things and he couldn't change the diaper he couldn't lean over you know take take things out take the water in just basic things and um during that time i we had just had our third child and I was pregnant with our fourth child. And so during that pregnancy, um, I also began developing this autoimmune disorder and they thought it was pregnancy related, but then when the baby was born, it was supposed to be resolved, it got worse. And um, so then being with uh, uh, with that 
disorder in my body, um, taking care of a newborn, taking care of three other kids, and also have uh, having a husband that couldn't couldn't was not only not the teammate, the partner that I had anticipated having, <laughs> that I needed, you know, um, but also needed to be taken care of. And it was like an angry, angry child. We go from being very, you know, just down in the dumps to just volatile, explosive. Um, that was just when all of the things really came to a head. And um, they, I, I could, I mean, I could speak to so many different things, like the very unhealthy patterns that we had had going on our entire marriage up until that point, but we didn't realize until they were amplified. Um, and then all the different ways that we began to unravel the trauma and pain and the the fear that we had been operating from um so yeah whichever specific you know questions you might have about that yeah thanks for sharing and i think i'll just quickly for the listeners because i don't talk about this much either with my journey but just like also contact because I, I thought this would be an interesting conversation because like I've been on the the other side of being the partner with the intense chronic illness. And um, it actually was basically the nail in the coffin of my last relationship. I had breast implants that then were uh, triggering autoimmune disorders. I'd also, when I was a teenager, had Epstein-Barr virus and got chronic fatigue from that and dropped out of school. That kind of healed and got better. And then after these implants, I started getting sick. And I was getting sicker and sicker and um, it ended up getting to the point where like I couldn't work and I was basically bedridden and I to Sweden with my partner was staying at his father's house and I had like no support networks and I was like so sick and I was starting to go crazy because like when you get that sick and you kind of like can't function, you can't even do the dishes, then you, you start going insane because you're like, oh my God, what's happening? Like your body's a jellyfish and it's like a very traumatic experience. Um, and then at the time, my partner and I, like, we didn't have many tools and support and he just kind of shut down and was like, kind of just going into like blinkers on, like, I'm just going to go to work and play computer games and like, take care yeah. of yourself. And I was like, oh yeah, all my like, abandonment, all my fears coming up. And um, yeah, and, and it didn't, we didn't find a resolution in that relationship. And it actually just kind of like nosedived from there and was basically the the end of it and uh, you know so much compassion for like his past and him having to take care of his mother when he was young and all these kind of trauma dynamic playing out but it was like all oh, that really sucks but then um in my current relationship then I was in a car crash and I got chronic illness stuff again from that uh, but then this time like he had a kind of modern piece and he'd been actually a caretaker for other people before and he was like so amazing and so supportive and actually like we we managed to heal a lot of that dynamic um through like consciously intentionally going into yeah like recognizing the need for the care and the caregiver role yeah. and like uh being aware of our traumas and our patterns and, and stuff like that so yeah my my side is then like the being the sick person and like the amount of shame and trauma and um, helplessness that comes with with being there. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's such a big topic. Like I'm saying, it's like, well, it could go so many different ways. Yeah, no. um, yeah, I don't know. I guess like when I'm trying to think of like what I wish I had heard when I was going through that struggles, like what actually 
kind of helps, what's important to be aware of, like recognizing the shame and the struggle and the need for support. So um, I'm, yeah, I guess just kind of curious, like what, what helped uh, when you were in that dynamic? Like, yeah, what were maybe some of the things that were coming up that were the hardest to deal with? And then like, how did you manage to like claw your way through them and what maybe did help for you? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So it's a multi-layered, right? It's a very, it's a very intricately complex layered um, kind of situation, right? You've got the physical aspects of it, the mental, the emotional, the spiritual. And so from the purely physical standpoint, there was just the, you know, I'm okay, let me, how do I, how do I take on the responsibilities that you can't, take on right now and now granted you know in those first few years it was with a lot of resentment it was I experienced that as a burden as a like well it's not fair I'm already the one who's working I'm already trying to you know make the money I'm trying to take care of the family you know I need to you know take this extra on and so of course my body reacted the way that it did because it was like no we can't keep the the coping mechanisms that have worked for you in the past are not working anymore so there was that physical part of it too, where literally in my in my body, having the physical manifestation of my body saying no, <laughs> like something needs to change. And then there's the emotional. So this is what began to really, um, I think the 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 things clicking in the spiritual realm came quite a bit later. If we could have seen through that lens at that time, it would have allowed us to have so much more grace and compassion and uh and faith and trust in the universe and the process and the whole thing but that was also in the middle of deconstructing our faith so you can add that to the pile of like what is even god what is love what is like what is real what is what is faith and um it was just a hot mess (laughs) so there's that also now we've gone through tough seasons since then with body and in like the physical you know, realm. Um, but it it has never been the hell that it was back then because now there is a grounding and an under a faith and a trust that if something is happening, that there is a gift in that. There's no coincidence. Like what are we being invited to surrender? What are we being invited to accept and or to let go of or to let in? And that it just every single time it moves us through that season with so much more grace and um, and ease and love. But at that time, what originally started to help set us free was going into the emotions. Um, all of the repressed emotions for decades, all of the good girl and nice guy, you know, paradigm that we were living in, um, it just wasn't working anymore. And so one of the most initially powerful uh, liberating things was just feeling our feelings mm-hmm. and that started with um it started consciously <laughs> I will say because it always would happen eventually we would have these big fights once a year and everything would come out and then we would feel ashamed of ourselves but the whole conscious you know emotional awareness started when I went to um I went to this event that I was I was looking for more entrepreneurial networking. You know, I I, I wanted to find more like-minded people that were kind of had a cool vibe. 
And I ended up coming across this particular community. I went to a one day event and I experienced the, just the power and the presence of someone in their integrity for the first time in my life. And it just, it blew me away. That depth of like, just not a power lording over, but like this power just emanating, this love, this compassion just emanating from this mentor. And so I, uh, even though I didn't have the money, I didn't think I had the time. I was responsible for our family of six and I, and I was the main caretaker of the kids. So I thought, how am I going to go to a four day event and like be gone 12 hours a day? How will the family, you know, function without me? But I took that leap of faith and it was in that experience that I, I felt safe enough for the first time to go deep into my rage and began like uncorking the grief inside that I hadn't processed from some things that had happened a long, long time ago. And, um, after that, uh, it was just a continual expansion. Now, Ryan was very skeptical because he thought that, I mean, he was like, is this a cult? You know, <laughs> what, what are you getting into? What are they telling you? Are they brainwashing you? And um, he thought that the high would wear off, but it only expanded. Like my my um, whole being was in this. Like I was determined to discover myself and, and find peace. <laughs> Um, in the middle of whatever we were experiencing in our marriage, because I just knew that I couldn't, I couldn't continue doing things the way that they were. And so within eight months, we got into the same inner work. And uh, since then, it's just been an exponential journey of, you know, getting into um, the stories and the, the trauma, but also, again, integrating deep into the spiritual um the spiritual essence of everything and so i mean there are specific tools if you if you would if that would serve you know to share what kind of tools we use at least initially yeah yeah like i think this, i love that you were saying about you know like the the kind of leap of faith of new things i was talking to a friend about this the other day and uh, it's i've had conversations with other people similar kind of really fucked situations of like a caretaker and the like dynamic and they're so stressed like you need to like carve some time and go do some like self-healing work and stuff because especially yes, even if you're yes. in the caretaker role I'm like if you depleted and you were exhausted and you're holding all this resentment and all this trauma and you're just kind of like keeping together like yeah, you're always dysregulated yeah, like you're dysregulated, you're depleted, you're burning out. Like I know from my side of being the sick person as well and needing care, like the person that you love, that you're so guilty and you're already like ashamed that you're being taken care of. And then you see them like slowly deteriorating and all their glow is disappearing and they're just like getting more and more resentful. Then it just makes you feel even worse. You're just like, oh my God, like now not only am I dying, but like this person is getting it and yeah like it, i you know tried so many times to like tell people i'm like you need to like go on a yoga retreat or like do some breath work or something and like and just and whatever it's fine yeah be yeah. nourished like like unity yeah and then you can kind of come back to that role and so many people don't do it they're like oh i just i can't i don't have the time and i'm like everyone can find the time and even if it's in small chunks even if yeah. you can't take it off for four days or or a whole day or a weekend 
there are ways now that this is part of what I do now is I help people to have those moments, those sacred moments and drop in. It just every day yeah. you can, you don't have to leave for it, but there is something really powerful about being in an immersive environment where whatever is in your world that is, you know, killing you slowly, <laughs> yeah, putting the bags down, putting the, taking the weight off your back and just kind of like popping away. Yeah. 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 But having that support or that sense of community is so important. And um, it wasn't until COVID happened, right? And everything shut down and events stopped happening that um, it, it, I was shown. I was shown that there is a there, there is such a power and a depth that can be accessed through the virtual connections um, when the other things are not available or accessible. Yeah. So, yeah. And I mean, I found like, even just like being on the land and, and things like that. Um, I know for me, like in when I was kind of working through the trauma from like the relationship and all the dynamics, not just like the the trauma from being sick, but like, oh my God, like my my whole relationship and my inner child stuff. Like, yeah, breath work, yeah, inner child healing. Um, like especially my first breath work session, like, yeah, all this rage and grief and yeah. everything. And it was so psychedelic. And I was just like, yeah. whoa, how much have I been carrying on to? Like I just didn't even realize that there was just that much trauma going on. Yeah. I was like, whoa. Um, so yeah, you said there was a few tools that you especially found helped, like what was good for you on the the side of being the the carer. Well, actually, um, a lot of the same things for both of us on both on both ends of the, of that dynamic for him um and and this might have some to do with uh this might not be for everyone or for every man or for every woman but this is what we what we went through um ryan for about for over a year maybe almost a year and a half every single day he would go either into his closet or to the car depending on what time it is what time it was of day um or out to the ocean or somewhere to do this releasing the rage ritual mm -hmm. and he would go through this process of whatever was triggering him at that time or something even if it was like the lawnmower at the neighbor's yard went off early on a saturday morning you know and just like releasing that because there was so much in that can of worms you know that when he began to open it, it was it can be scary and it was scary for me too. So I did this as well in my own practice, not every day, but every time that I would feel the trigger or something or something like, like sticking, I would do that process. And um, another thing that I got into before he did, you know, as a woman, this felt less weird, but it still felt pretty weird for me, pretty uncomfortable, was just moving my body and using my voice. So all the, the typical, we hear of somatic healing the using the breath and the sound and the movement of the body to release any kind of pent up um, energy and trauma that our bodies are holding on to. Um, there was a modality called TRE, traumatic release exercise that I got into for a while. And um, also just getting more into the erotic embodiment, the sensual embodiment. Um, my self-pleasure ritual was a really powerful place of healing um, and dancing dancing I started pole dancing and that was just very freeing in another way um got me more into that flowing space but um of all the of the practices that were the really the most profoundly healing for me in letting myself receive 
as the one who had been a caretaker, not only to my children, but also I had internalized this belief that the mother should be the one to take care of the children. So that wasn't new. I literally had that since the year one of our marriage when our, our first kid was born. Um, she was born almost on our anniversary, our first anniversary. <laughs> but, um, you know, that unraveling of like, I need to earn or deserve receiving. And so, of course, I wouldn't receive from him, no matter how generous he was. He, he, he's always all about me. Like, what can I do for Lucy? How can I please Lucy? How can I? But it was, again, before we could unravel all of the different intricacies of our traumas and things, it looked really nice on the surface. But again, when this when this uh, disability happened, it really um, amplified all of the things that weren't working. And so when I started to do my self-pleasure ritual and allow myself to receive from love itself, to receive from the universe, from source, from God, from goddess, that healed so much and allowed me to actually receive from him, even when his capacity was limited. So when his capacity was limited, there's still love that wants to come through him. It's not all or nothing. When my capacity has been limited, there's still love that wants to come through me. And often it's that love coming through, flowing through that it's healing for both of us. Yeah, Whether it physically. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you say that. That was something with my my partner that was like a kind of reorientation um, when suddenly, you know, the fatigue was back and I wasn't able to kind of do as much and like give to the relationship in the way that's like very physically obvious like you know yes giving a massage or something like i wasn't able to give any um so it helped to kind of reorientate and be like okay like you know how am i receiving from luna even if like it's not the usual kind of supportive relationship and to see that like even though i was physically struggling and sometimes mentally struggling like that there was still like a lot that he received from me a lot of inspiration a lot of love a lot of appreciation and gratitude which was especially something I think the person receiving to continue to check into but you can easily get like fuck the world and damn everyone yeah. like it's very easy to get into that mentality like life sucks <laughs> <laughs> so it's like um, that kind of inner gratitude practice and to just be like okay like you know it could be worse uh, like this person is is here even if they are a little bit regretful and frustrated and but like they're up and can I be you know really like receiving and what can I if like physical body isn't able to do as much um, but then again there was so much like communication around that as well because it's obvious and like there's so much like subtle stuff also linked with like capitalism yeah. and it's like you need to prove your way then you need to be living and doing and doing so it's wow there's much to like pick out there as well and what we expect of people in our relation like oh a good partner is going to do this, and this right? you know and when that person can't then it's like okay can i still find the love there and still see that yeah. they're they're worthy of love and that they're special and giving and there's still something like right about they're not able to like do the things that a partner usually does yeah yeah and this is i mean again this is not even a one-time thing it's it's just can you go flow with the seasons of life and the seasons of the relationship because it's not like we just make it to the end of something and then we're good you know life it's here's the thing like it's gold it's going to give you opportunities 
to let go of more of those layers through our experiences. Like whatever our experience is that's before us right now is the curriculum that the universe wants to learn from and mm-hmm. and grow through. And the biggest thing that I keep coming back to is like, what? how is this inviting me to embody more love? Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's really fucking hard. Um, and earlier this year, when Ryan went through a 41-day water fast, where he only had water, actually the first three and a half days, he didn't even have water. I don't know. This man is like superhuman. I would not recommend this to anyone. But <laughs> it was crazy. And um, he just felt like, like the divine told him, you know, invited him to do it. Not told him like, do this, but he said yes. And so I honored that and I respect that so much that he has this relationship that he, he trusts. And, um, but it was hard. It was hard because he didn't have the energy to give me what I was used to getting. Mm. And even though there was this understanding of, okay, this is going to not, this is not going to be easy. Um, this is going to purify us a lot <laughs> of my, it, oh my God, it stripped away some painful layers of entitlement in me. Mm. And I mean, so much, I could just do a whole conversation just on that. But it also, it brought back these lingering feelings in my body of back being back in 2015 in that caretaker role. Mm. When he wasn't able to kind of like walk very much and he was just really weak and, and he couldn't give me what I, what I need, you know, I, and we, again, the communication, just like you said, is so important to keep that communication open. I was able to tell him like, and I feel like I'm so scared that we're not going to make it, we're not going to come out of this, or this is just going to be the new normal. And it's going to be like it was back then. And he looked at me with such certainty and he was like, this is not, this, nothing is ever going to be like it was back then. Mm-hmm. Do you know, you know, the relationship that you have and the trust that you have and the, the feeling of safety, like you're going to be, we're going to be okay. Mm. And this is just a season. And sure enough, you know, we, we made it, we made it through, but mm-hmm. whatever's present there feels so, so dense and so ever present that it can feel like this is all that there is ever. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the important thing to recognize, like, you know, cause for me as well, like there is like, um, genetic stuff and so I have flare-ups quite a bit like there's been like really intense times but like I still have issues and I still need like occasional caretaking when I flare-ups and stuff and yeah like the the trauma comes in of like oh my god like I'm going to be stuck like that again and it's going to be like before like yeah that's what trauma is it's like thing that almost killed you (laughs) like now there's a warning sign of it and you're like oh my god I'm back there like it's something back then yeah and especially like if it is something that is like ongoing and you know chronic you know it's it's really challenging but like I said like you evolve and you kind of go through the fires together and you're reborn and there might be the same waiver but every time of these three times that I've had like really severe issues like I've evolved so much and I've got so much better at like being with what is and then now you know like yeah my last relationship I made like many mistakes there like we didn't get support we didn't have any help we just try to do it on ourselves and just like steamroll through everything's okay just go 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 yeah. survival now I'm like hey no we need to like get therapy and that because it's really brutal uh, yeah. then yeah, yeah the time it's like 
okay, like this is hot, but like we have way more like coping mechanisms. We have better communication. And now I know like, even if there is still like a little bit of primal fear, I know like, oh, never going to same because like we, well, we are totally different people because of like the situation, like that made us so much more resilient and stronger, making it that. So I love that. Like, yeah, if, even if the same level of illness came up, like you're totally different people and you're going to deal with it. Today, so it's never what it was that because like, yeah, you yeah didn't get the knowledge and stuff and now have that. So I think that's yeah, like, and just that trust, that, that yeah. level of just connection with the truth with truth and with love like that were there was a point last year actually i want to say like maybe about a year and a half ago that not long after we moved into this house you know where ryan had just a, a little act like he was he was chopping some wood his body had been great for a long time for and, and he was just chopping some wood and then something just like like tweaked its back and those nerves they pinched again and he was bedridden for a couple weeks I, I, it was, his body was physically in worse, in a worse condition than it was back then mm-hmm. during that like whole season, but he handled it completely differently. And, and I, and so did that. So did I, like we were able to see, um, to be more patient with what is mm-hmm. and to just accept, just be with the discomfort of what is. like, I don't have to like it, mm-hmm. but I, I'm going to just, you know, practice of just being with it being with it when it feels ugly and messy and painful and uncomfortable and yeah. that's how we, we release that resistance and really like I that I think that's what took us so long to move through that season initially mm-hmm. because we were just so resistant yeah we thought that if we surrendered if we let go if we tried to if we actually let go of control or trying to control that's all an illusion <laughs> um that that would that would mean that we're giving up or that would make it officially last forever but it wasn't until we did that that anything changed that anything changed on the inside and then changed in form on the outside yeah yeah and i think like these kind of like really hard situations can be the biggest catalyst for grace and i wouldn't have been a spiritual path and like going through that i was like there's no way out but like full liberation <laughs> like they you know, yeah just suffered so much at being like so being down to being just like jellyfish that can't even function that i'm like nothing left but like complete dedication to the path because like uh other i'm just going to end up it's just so hard. Yeah. and i think on the other side uh being the supportive part is act of like devotional unconditional love and not and being like this person can't meet my can't give me what I want I get um, you know mother to well like taking care sick and stuff it's not like can't give me what I want back but I'm gonna support love them anyway since what I'm capable of doing and what I'm here to I think that is such a profound deep spiritual experience that a lot of spiritual people just have because they're just gonna in need mad and to be the best boyfriend for me that's gonna like take care of me and be like a yeah. queen and then you think about the like you know, this and how to death hot like the the really 
um, in the nitty gritty together. Like, and to be fair, you know, some people would, not everyone is going to be, um, I don't know that everyone is in this life in this lifetime to be that. Yeah. And, you know, it, and I think that, I mean, that's maybe a lot out of the scope of this conversation, but just, I knew that I, I was here for this. Like I, I am being invited by love to go deeper and to work through all of my ego things and let, and like, look at the fear and let go and surrender. And what is liberation, but complete surrender. Cause you don't have liberation without the surrender. The liberation is that let me go out and control my world. Now it's like, I am living surrendered life. Like what is, is what comes, comes, what goes, goes. And having that kind of trust, that level of trust in the universe. And that is um, then mirrored in the intimate relationship. So I trust him to be able to hear from that source. And he trusts me. But even that took some time to really, to really cultivate because we, you know, we had been used to the manipulation and the, I'm doing this for you so that you'll take care of me, you know, kind of tit for tat. And that's not unconditional love. That's not love. Real love is unconditional. There is no, this is love and this is unconditional love. There is love, period. And people, we've gotten it all twisted and think that love is like, I'm going to get all my needs met and I'm going to fulfill all of your needs. I mean, it's just so um, convoluted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think like, and this is the tricky part because there are people that definitely have this like fawning to peace. Yes. And like my, my current partner, like he um, had always been like, had to take care of, like always had partners that needed caretaking and were kind of like enough like manipulative dynamic. And yeah. so it was really hard for him when like then he gets into this relationship with this power country teacher. And then, oh my God, now she too. And now I are in the yeah. again. And it was like, and he's like, no, I'm just starting to learn boundaries. And like, I don't want to you know, get into this. This is just like a pattern. It's a trauma pattern and I don't want to do it. And, you know, so there was like deep work that we had to do to be like, okay, like apparently life just puts you in a better position and it gets you back. <laughs> and like, we're, we're, how can we make it to like a healing thing? And so we had to have a lot of conversations about boundaries and be like, okay, like you are you know, you're wanting to stick around, you're saying yes to this situation. And like, I don't want you to be a depleted martyr for me, but like there's a caretake needed. So like, how do we set some health boundaries? How do you practice your boundaries and saying like, okay, now I have the capacity to care for you. And now I'm, I'm sorry. I know you kind of like need me right now, but you're not going to die. So I'm going to just have to, yeah, like, yeah. it's not urgent. You're going to be okay. I need to go take care of my, and the same thing goes for actually taking care of children. You know, just because they're my children doesn't mean that I'm I'm always at capacity to do exactly what they want me to do. And so those boundaries are, yeah, are absolutely, it's, it's more of like, a, even even beyond boundaries, it's like just a, an, an attunement to your capacity in each moment. Because yesterday's capacity or this morning's capacity can be different than than what's going on right now. And so there is an ongoing dialogue. It's an open-heartedness. So here's what I would say is like even more than what are my boundaries, it's like keeping the heart open to feeling what's really there and then being willing to express that with, to each other instead of feeling guilty that I can't do this for you, but I know you need me to. Yeah, and it was really like 
how challenging it was for him to like say no and say like oh fuck i, I can't right now and stuff and yeah. uh, you know i have to really like encourage him and really support him and just be like no like i want you to take care of yourself and sometimes i had to be the one being like okay like i'm struggling but like i i need you to go take care of yourself because i don't like seeing you in this state and i can tell you to plead in and i can tell you need like some yeah. alone time and stuff. so i think there's yeah got to be awareness on both sides um like when you're in that role and if someone does struggle with boundaries and going into uh, like this kind of codependent culture where they just make their whole life about you yeah uh, that you know that that can kind of be like that's not love either because that's not actual love yeah that's actually you like losing the life for yourself yeah yeah because it's driven in fear and self-abandonment and the fear of losing the other person or being rejected and you can feel that you can feel it when it's coming from a place of that or a place of that grounded love of like oh let me nourish you you got not i don't i don't trust you to whatever know what you need or or or, or get your needs met but there is so much nuance in this that yes to your point like there has to be a deepening awareness of it to put it most simply where we are being motivated by love and where we're being driven by fear and that's an ongoing awareness yeah, and I mean, it's just been so, like, seeing the alchemization of it, like, it can be in a healthy balance of this this care. And Like, I, I had a really bad flare-up the other day. Um, we were in Paris and, like, walking around too much, and it just, like, KO'd my body. And then he uh, was able to, like, kind of, yeah, give me a massage and care for me. And it was just, like, this this well of love that just like rippled for me and I was just like crying like a little baby being held by him but just really feeling like my god the gift of uh someone like that and kind of feeling this like we have up harmony back in the universe of like that like the world needs people like struggling with happening kind of can power whatever but then like they provide these areas modern archetype people yeah uh, then you like, take care of them and kind of like come into balance because i'd always been like strong independent woman i take care of myself even when i'm like dying and can barely function but yeah. i'm just gonna like take some <laughs> amphetamines and like get on with the day or drink 10 coffees whatever <laughs> so like there was such a like deep healing and deep programming around like allowing myself to be be cared for and then like for him to like find this like unconditional love without expectations and uh but in healthy boundaries and stuff so like this it's it was amazing to see how like we've kind of managed to find a way and i mean it's not always going to be this way i'm sure we're going to have like another season where it's going to be really like shit yeah, 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 yeah. no 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 but you yeah, yeah. have to feel like shit that's the thing it's like it, it can feel you're like oh we've been this we've been here before and we're going to be okay and and even more like each time that it does come up it's okay, how, like, what are, what are the ways that love wants to flow through that I just haven't been open to before, that I wasn't open to last time? And there, there's, there's more of that. There's more of that. All we have to do is kind of like open it up and, and, and let it in more. Um, yeah, there is so much more, so many more ways that we can be the love, be the loving presence regardless of what we can physically do. There were some moments when, when Ryan was the weakest at the end of that fast and um, he just, he embodied so much love. 
and I could feel, and I, I could, and my task was to just trust the process and surrender and let go of whatever timing I thought things should get back to normal, whatever that would even look like after something like that. That was actually the hardest part was when he started eating again and we didn't know how long it would take for things to feel normal again. Mm. Yeah, and I think so, that's a, a powerful thing for the person also struggling with the, the health thing or the mental health thing or whatever as well as like, and where that spiritual experience comes of like where, where your physical body's stable and capable and you can't like do the things. It's like, what is that self that is left, that is and in soul or whatever that's still present and still like love and long and uh, still have something to radiate and give even when the physical body is like completely incapacitated uh, and like yeah I didn't feel that first time I was like I'm out play video games all day because you can't yeah, do anything and just like uh, just gonna check out oh that's what you did during that season back in 2015 was said how he like made it through was playing video games but yeah, it was also something to black that baby. I was like, yeah, be around the world flying on a thing if I'm like, I'm in this reality now. I'm thriving there, you know. <laughs> Run around and ship banner. Yeah. No, but there's something to be said too about like communicating the desires, even when you know that, even when you can't have them right now. And so the most recent, again, with his fast earlier this year was um when we we just we were like, I miss text. I miss, I miss feeling your body. I miss like feeling your touch like that. I miss feeling your desire. And we could just have these conversations and just sit in the longing of it together without feeling like we need to fix something, without trying to fix it. But it's all just, it's all about letting your heart be seen, letting your heart be witnessed. And that was as hard as that was, you know, for those, what, two, two months of celibacy. <laughs> <laughs> within our marriage as a sex coach you know I'm like what who am I what am I doing and, and um it was it was so healing it was it took us to another depth together yeah and so yeah sitting in the discomfort there's a lot to be said about that yeah absolutely but boss we are starting to get low on time so yes yeah I guess like I mean for me like when I look back to like the really bad times you know, and you're like, okay, what I what I wouldn't do again, or like what I learned not to do. Uh, I mean, one of the main things for me was finding some support. Like I was lucky yes. enough um, to have a place in my business for the last round where I actually could afford to have like a professional coach and get that level of support, which was like fucking amazing. Um, but a lot of people when they're struggling are also struggling with money because you can't work and that's really shit. Right. Uh, but, you know, it's kind of like, yeah there are support groups out there even if they're not like the spiritual uh cool woo woo ones or whatever there are like internet support groups and and you can create a support group as well you could be like hey internet far like i'm looking for some people yeah. to meet up and just like talk about this and, and have some feedback and reflection and stuff so i know that was like something that i was like oh my god if i could go back i'd do that like what are some of your favorite like suggestions or tools about things that have helped and helped now when when these kind of situations come up well uh, definitely that as well having some kind of support yeah and, and even more i think i would i would um highlight the word nourishment and where what are the places that i can go to to be nourished because i had 
A, never experienced that really because I wasn't open to receiving it. And I didn't even realize it until, until I was. Um, and B, because there is such a different experience of being nourished versus being just like caretaken or taking care of, you know, because I can't take care of myself. And it's such a, it, the words might not seem that different, but the experience feels very different. And one is kind of like coming from pity. This is what it feels like. One is from pity. Well, it's, you know, sorry for you. Um, and one is like just a, a lavishment of love. Like you think of being in nature and you're just nourished by the presence of it like that. And um, sometimes those places are, I don't know, a, a yoga studio. Sometimes it's a, it's something related to moving your body. Sometimes it's just some place where you can go and talk and, and just let out all of the things that are building up. Um, but having some kind of space like that. And then also I would say second is, um, creating a space for yourself consistently to just be present with whatever's there, whatever you're feeling and let it be expressed through your body. Use music, use, I don't know, shamanic instruments and whatever, you know, there's so much available on the internet that you can just string, um, and feel into your body and let that, you know, let it, let it flow just a little bit more intentionally each day and receive the nourishment from your own body. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. I think, yeah. Also what's coming up for me is like, yeah, learning to communicate the sticky bits, like, because there is going to be like shame and resentment and all these like shitty pieces. And the more that, yeah, we try to put on the good girl, good partner, yeah. good lover thing. And just like, pretend like, this is fine. I'll take care of you or oh, I'm fine. You know, then it, it's just going to build up more and more until it explodes and you end up having like a really hard conversation. Yeah. So I like, yeah, having kind of conscious communication tools or ways to just say like, you know, and really like self-responsible speaking of like, this is just what's alive. And I feel like, you know, the, yeah, there's shame and there's grief and I'm, I'm struggling. And um, the more that we can speak about that and especially, yeah, even the caretaker saying it and it's like you know I, I love you and I support you but like yeah this is this is what's coming up for me because like they're gonna sense it like you're gonna feel it and it's just gonna be like this confusing like okay they're kind of like their actions are saying one thing but their energy is saying another thing and, and then you're like oh you're getting paranoid uh when you're you're not having that clarity so I actually much prefer so I want to say like yeah I'm feeling really like depleted and there's a bit of resentment and then we can be like okay well can we work there that <laughs> yeah and so being honest being yeah. a congruent with your energy and your words and then also when you are taking that space consistently to be with your shame and your rage and your grief i can't mm -hmm. i can't I've lost, I've lost count i have no idea how many rage rituals i've done just in those moments of like i need to like let it out somewhere or i'm feeling so fucking just ah or just such a deep grief and instead of waiting to like have the conversation and show him that yeah. sometimes it has, it has helped a lot, a lot of times to yeah. go into that space myself and then have used those tools for conversation. Yeah. Like let the energy express itself. Like let the like, yeah, uh, go. And then it could be like, yeah. so I've been feeling blah. <laughs> like, yes. Rather than me like, yeah, it's your job. Blah. I'm feeling blah. Yeah. So then it comes out as a very directed at them, kind of, and we're just waiting. It's like bubbling, where it's like a dog and a leash, like waiting to, waiting to go, you know? 
yeah. Hopefully, yeah, some of you listeners can, yeah, just get a bit of inspiration. Yeah, like Sue was saying, I mean, if, if you're struggling with money and stuff, like, yeah, there are things on YouTube. Like, I've got some freebies. You've got, like, a lot of great, yeah, Instagram videos done off. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, there, there are ways. And if you are blessed enough to have the abundance, like for sure, try to get some professional support. It helps from people that have, have, you know, been there with this kind of stuff as well, because yeah, unfortunately there is a lot of ableism. A lot of people just can't understand what it's like to be in these positions until they've been there. So, um, yeah, just like good support, even if it is friends or an internet group or something. Yes. Um, Don't do it alone. (laughs) Yeah. Beautiful. Well, yeah, I'm so grateful for you sharing your your story and your wisdom that has alchemized through these challenging times. And yeah, I can really like see in your your work what has come through that alchemization of like a much deeper devotional and unconditional love, which is why I really resonated with you. And I think that's, yeah, like a certain flavor of awakening that comes through these really challenging times. So I know that's what like I... I feel into of like the the why if you know if we need a reason to be like why does all this terrible stuff in it's like there is like a level of compassion and and love and and truth and wisdom that kind of comes through these fires that a lot of people just won't have access to when they're in totally privileged positions and I really like feel that in you so I'm grateful for you sharing that with the world and sharing it with us this episode. Thank you so much, Luna. I'm yeah. I'm happy that we got to dive into this, and, and thank you for inviting me here. No problem. So yeah, I'll put in the links how you can connect with Lucy uh, down below if you want to yeah learn more. All that will be in the comments as usual. Thanks all for tuning in, and yeah, feel free as well if you want to. Maybe I'll start a thread in um, the Essential Artists community just around this topic if anyone else wants to discuss or has their own issues or questions or something, um, then we can be there to help. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. I hope you've enjoyed it and found it inspiring. You can connect with me on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and through my website, sensualartistry.com and sensualarts.school, where you can get some freebies and sign up to my mailing list to stay in touch. Hope to see you again soon.